Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. As always, I greet you with that greeting because we have people listening in all different time zones, even though I am live here in Vera Beach, Florida, on the eastern time zone. But you never know where people are, are listening from or whether they're listening on the podcast around the world. So today, I, I have the joy of having um, a friend of mine who is a brilliant, brilliant doctor on the show who has a, a new book out that I think every woman should read. And, and I think even every man should read, too, because the book is just so powerful. It's called The Hormone Fix. Burn fat naturally, boost energy, sleep better, and stop hot flashes the keto green way. And I'm just so glad that she was able to take time from her crazy doctor schedule and her uh, book schedule to be on the show today. So, Anna, thanks for being with us. It is always a pleasure, Laura. It is always a pleasure. We get into some cool stuff when we chat, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I, I know. It's like, okay, I could just chat with you for hours and hours and hours, and I, I so have to get up to uh, Georgia to actually see you as soon as I can yes. do a long drive again, which I'm going to have surgery on my ear, so hopefully that'll fix things. Excellent. I look forward to it. Yeah, me, me too as well. And, you know, I, I read your book when it, was in pre-release, and now it's out, and it's a USA Today bestseller, correct? Yes, yeah, thank you. Still number one on Amazon and um, in women's health menopause, so I'm really excited about that. It's been hanging in there and uh, getting great, great, great feedback. Well, what I, what I like about it is your book you know, asks us a lot of great questions, which is, you know, I'm all about the questions, <laughs> but it makes, it made me think about what I knew about menopause, about symptoms, about health in a very different way. And that doesn't happen a lot for me with a lot of medical books because a lot of them just sort of say the same thing slightly differently. But you you really took this whole idea of diet and keto and made it your own. And, you know, you talk about the keto green way, but I think we need to start a little bit differently. Number one, I know people think they know what keto is, but from conversations I've had with people in prep for this interview, I know that not everybody has the same definition. <laughs> so could we so start with, with that, explaining yeah. what keto really is and why people should be thinking about it, and then talk about how you developed what you do? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we hear keto, keto everywhere, right? But what is it exactly? And and there are different definitions. But ultimately, when we, we're talking about keto, we're talking about a ketogenic approach or getting into ketosis. And ketosis is getting into a fat-burning stage where we're using fat molecules or ketones for fuel over glucose, which is our usual fuel source. You know, and um, when we get into more of a starvation mode or a very restricted carbohydrate mode, so there's less incoming carbohydrates or glucose, we shift over to using ketones. And and something that I explored, like it's different, my program is different because I had to figure out what worked for me, right? What worked for me, that it wasn't textbook, right? It wasn't 
bad. It was like, what works for me and what works for other women in our in our transition time period in our 40s, 50s, 60s, and, and beyond, right? Because it's different. And, and this is something I always emphasize when I speak. I'm like, you know, women, we're a bit different than men, right? Just a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's different so men and athletes and you know 10 times more testosterone than women 10 times more testosterone than women but here's the catcher that blew my mind Laura when I when I read it when I was digging into the research to understand what was happening to me as I was transitioning into my keto green way why I need to make it green so men also have six produce six times more estrogen in their brain than women Okay, wait a minute. Men produce yeah. more estrogen than women in their brain. In their so brain, we produce okay. estrogen in our brain, but we get the we produce estrogen in our brain, but produce the majority of it in our, from our reproductive organs, from our ovaries. Okay. Okay, and conversion from DHEA from our adrenal hormones, right? Right. And and so, but we produce estrogen in our brain. Men do too. But they produce six times more because they rely on more testosterone. They rely on, you know, they're, they're not, they don't have a big surprise, guys, right? And, um, and so that blew my mind. Well, this is what happened. For, so we want to use ketones for fuel. And when uh, we're going through menopause, we are losing progesterone and estrogen. These are neuroprotective hormones. So here, let me tie back into the brain. When... Um, to use glucose for fuel in the brain, this is an estrogen-dependent process, estrogen-dependent process. So all of a sudden, we squeeze, we restrict the amount of estrogen available. We're not using our brain fuel source as well if we're relying on glucose because ketones aren't available. So what happens? Anxiety, depression, mood swings. Anyone listening experience any of those? Oh God! All of them, me. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Well, this is this is a, you know, this is like the wrong gasoline in the engine at this time. You know what I mean? So that just blew my mind because in this this overlap, there's this overlap between PMS, perimenopause. There's, I'm sorry, there's an overlap between perimenopause and going into the menopausal transition with symptoms of essentially glucose starvation in the brain, like our, our estrogen deficiency in the brain, the symptom overlap, insomnia, wakefulness, exhaustion, um, anxiety, brain fog, depression, memory loss. Even if I said that twice, that's my problem. <laughs> so, so you're still working on it. No, but you know, I mean, that's true. Um, amongst the other hormonal symptoms, the reproductive tract symptoms, the irregular periods, the um, uh, breakthrough bleeding, the cyst, ovarian cyst formation, the, this transition that happens to us as women, we, we focus as gynecologists, I'm a trained board certified gynecologist, we focus on this reproductive tract, but you know, what's happening in our brain at the same time? And so that for me was, was mind blowing. Do you see that? Do you see that overlap, this transition? This is where women are getting benzodiazepines for sleep, are getting um, anti-anxiety and anti-depressive medications, and lo and behold, that exponentially increases our risk for Alzheimer's, those two medications each. So, yeah. So basically, 
And, and I went off on a tangent, Laura, didn't yeah, I? No, I'm no, so it's fine. I, I was going, oh, my God, I've got all these symptoms. I, I have to go back on your, your program, the Keto Green, and, and figure out a way to make it work for me as well with my lifestyle. And I know we're going to talk about that because yeah. my experience is I use myself as a guinea pig, as you know, all the time for, for my listeners. But so doing the keto, getting ketos to work properly in the body can yeah. help it helps with the hormones because it helps the brain begin putting out the the hormones that it needs to and and gets our body to begin but i, I don't know keto i don't do well on it because everything i've read about it prior to your stuff was eat a lot of fat i can't eat right. a lot of fat my body right. just rejects it right right so you have to do keto differently for you but the same process we got to get you into ketosis to get you this brain and mental clarity. So getting into ketosis is, is key. I really I really believe that, but we have to do it the helpful way. And same thing I found out, you know, and I, was, I hit menopause, reading my story, reading my book, The Hormone Fix, you, you know, I hit menopause at 38, then reversed it, had a child at 41, and I hit menopause again at 48, again, another stressful time in my life, and I was experiencing the brain fog, the anxiety, the depression, the um, relationship decomposition, right? It was struggling, but also, you know, fatigue, gaining the 5, 10, 20 pounds that seemed to happen overnight despite not doing anything different. That's what my patients would tell me. Well, they're like, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds. I'm not doing anything different. Before I knew better, I was like, really, you're not. Really, come on. No. <laughs> but really, that happens to us. It happens to many of us. Not all of us. Some are different. But, you know, for many of us, we'll end up with this essentially feeling like, you know, overnight weight gain despite not doing anything different. Well, there's a energy shift, energy utilization shift there. And so this is part of the story. So as hormones, progesterone and estrogen decline in general, it's fascinating. We're still uncovering the reasons. But I, I started, I'm like, man, I'm, you know, I, I had been over 240 pounds. Like when I started gaining weight again, I'm, I am not going to let that happen. And so I, I, I wanted to restrict my carbohydrates even more, get into ketosis, follow more of a ketogenic plan. This is my detoxification plan of focusing more on alkalinization. So it tends to be higher carbs. So really push my body into ketosis. But every time I did, I would get what I call keto crazy. So that was, Another thing, right? So ketones are good for the brain, but I'm going keto crazy. What's missing? The missing piece was the alkalinity piece, is getting the greens on board and doing the lifestyle practices that help our body become into a more peaceful state, into a more balanced state, alkaline state, so controlling cortisol as well. I mean, I lay this out in my book in these three stages, but the key thing to do, a nutrition, I think, too, for you, Laura, is really focusing on getting that urine pH alkaline, getting your low-carbohydrate greens, the ones that you can do, the foods that you're able to use, and maybe it's hydration and intermittent fasting, extending the intermittent fasting to get you into ketosis, and yet using some of my top superfoods for a keto green lifestyle. And I can share those with you, too, if you want. Oh, absolutely. Um, I want you to share. I want you to share so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll get into it. We're just thinking, right, like if you can do avocado, you know, some olive oil, lemon um, juice, garlic salad dressings on your vegetables, you can add um, even apple cider vinegar to help break down the fibers in the um, vegetables too to help you digest them easier and to add that additional digestive support and then microgreens you know um, um, 
uh, broccoli sprouts, alfalfa sprouts, you know, the the microgreens that are really rich in antioxidants and nutrients. And beet grains are one of my favorite. People throw away the beet grains. That's the most beneficial part of the plant. So, um, so really using those in, in just kind of a combination and watching the the animal proteins that you're using for, you know, due to some impaired fat digestion. So what do you think about trying that? So instead of trying to up, because I, I, I don't eat bacon, right, at all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that I don't love it. I just, it's so much sodium and all the other stuff, and it just doesn't feel good to, to eat it. So you're saying instead of us having to eat keto in the basically eat as much jerky as you can, as much uh-huh. animal fats as you can, you can do it with, say, adding olive oils and avocados and those kind of things and, and having leaner, leaner cuts of meat? Absolutely. Or fish. And yes, absolutely. Okay. That's, yes. that's like radically different from what everybody else is saying that keto keto. has to be. Yeah, and this is it. For us, for women, you know, again, honoring our body, honoring our hormone, honoring the period of life that we're in, this, this works. This works. And so the skill now is not snacking and intermittent fasting. So we have to get into these extended intermittent fasts. I'm doing an extended intermittent fast right now because, you know, it's a muscle. Getting into ketosis is a muscle, and it can be a challenge in this way, but it's the healthy way to do it. I haven't eaten since 8 p.m. last night. So what time is it now? So it that's is a 11 hour fast, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's perfect. That's great. And so when you break fast now, you break it with a keto green meal. So healthy fats, lots of greens for fiber, and good protein. Fats, fiber, and protein. That's what we need to break fast. So um, say, for example, use that half avocado, maybe a teaspoon. We don't need a lot of MCT oil. Again, guys, men, women, we're different, and MCT oil is still packing on some energy, and we want to get into our own fat stores, unless you don't need to, unless you're trim, bodybuilder, athletic, you're doing marathon training, whatever it is. If you don't need to get into your own fat stores, God bless you. You don't need to. I need to get into my own fat stores on a regular basis to use ketones for fuel. So, um so, so we're breaking fast with like a teaspoon of MCT oil, a quarter of an avocado, add in a protein. I have a keto green protein, which is zero grams of sugar. We don't want to have sugar in our when we break fast. It's going to set us up for defeat later on in the day because we're going to have cravings and lack of willpower. So we've got greens. We've got maybe a protein powder. If you don't have a protein powder, you can do nuts, like a um, quarter cup of almonds, maybe some flax seeds, and um, and then, uh, so you've got your protein, and then your greens, your microgreens. I like to also put in a sliver of ginger that helps with digestion, and I love the taste of ginger, but also um, some microgreens, and whatever I've got in the fridge, honestly, today it's, it's um, baby kale, and that will be in with water. I don't use coconut water because coconut water has too much sugar. I often hear people say, yeah, I'm making my you know, my keto green smoothie. I'm using coconut water. And I'm like, look at the carbs on coconut water. You've got to watch that still. So some, again, there's a whole range. But a heavy coconut cream or coconut milk is going to be very low in carbs. And you could use that in place too. So blend that up so that's going to be easily digestible. And also we want to make sure those flax seeds are 
are well um, emulsified, so either you grind them first, or like I use my Nutribullet blender and I grind them up in my blender, you know, with my smoothie, and that's perfect. Um, we want them well ground, and so for the lignans and to help with estrogen detoxification if we're putting flax seeds in. So then you just blend that up. I put ice in it too. I like it chilly. And that's my morning smoothie. My daughter, who's now 11, has been drinking that smoothie. She just loves it. And, um, and so that's the way to break fast. And that's easy to digest. And then, you know, maybe you need one or two more meals for the rest of the day. But, you again, you have the healthy fat, the protein, the fiber, the greens, and you're going to start your day off to an advantage with better energy for the rest of your day, too. So a good way to break fast. Okay, so that sounds really simple. My my biggest mm-hmm. struggle is I have a hard time finding protein powders that don't have stevia and some other things in them. So I know you have amazing uh, products that you offer that are very, very clean and stuff. But for somebody that may be sensitive to that and say they can't do a protein powder, what could they add into that shake that would give him, them that protein aspect? Is there something... Or yeah, it's just no, and, nuts and, enough. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's a great question. And so with my keto green protein shake and keto alkaline protein shake, those have um, monk fruit sweetened. Those are monk fruit sweetened and not stevia sweetened and still zero grams of protein because I've used seeds. Also, uh, sunflower seeds, watermelon seeds, pumpkin seeds as part of the protein base as well. So everyone can do that too. You can use a combination of seeds. And also, you could use nut butter, like cashew butter. I love that. I love how that feels in there. And you can also add in some cocoa powder to get that extra chocolatey feel. That's something that I like to do um, periodically. Yeah, I have some friends that they can't start their morning without their smoothie having um, unsweetened cocoa powder (laughs) in, in their smoothies. Yeah, yeah, and you can also do a raw egg. I mean, you can throw in a raw egg into your smoothies, too, for added protein and fat. So it's not going to be like those weightlifters swallowing the raw eggs. You've got the better flavors and everything in it. you got to make it taste good. I'm sorry. you got to make it taste good. All right, so what I'm, what I'm hearing, and this is intriguing for me because I have friends that have done really, really well on keto, I have friends that have done horribly on keto. Some of them tried it and they were stuck in, I think it's called the keto fog for months, but they kept saying, no, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And you look at them and they just don't look healthy. And I see other friends that have done the pure keto thing and they've never looked better. So how do you know if I mean, I think your way is healthier overall, healthier, which is why I wanted to have you on the show talking about this book. But how do you know if something's working or not working for you? Because that's a struggle for a lot of my listeners, and only not only with their health stuff, but in business. You know, like how do you know when you say this isn't working, or how do you know when you say yes, it's going to work starting tomorrow or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and I have clients test. 
So, Laura, we have a 10-day um, a Breeze Through Menopause Masterclass, which is great. It's, it's at dranna.com forward slash breeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E. But just really easy. What we have them do is, is, is just test the questionnaire, the same questionnaire that's in the book. And I have many questionnaires in the book. And I know you're all about the questions. Totally. And I so, love all of those questions in there. I, my book's so marked yes. up. <laughs> Yes, yes. And so that's how we, that's one way we gauge. Well, how is it working for me? Am I feeling better? Am I not? In my 10 day menopause, uh, breeze through menopause masterclass, we have clients take the beginning and at the end, and I collect this data. I'm like a data junkie. I want to know. It's not just me, right? It is now tens of thousands of women. And what we've seen, 90% overall improvement with a 57% reduction in symptom score in 10 days. In 10 days. So that's one way we know, we test. The other way is, is I, I, I encourage, as I spell it out in my book too, to urine test, pH, want to get alkaline first and then get into ketosis. And whenever I have a client, like I'm feeling brain fog or whatever, I'm like, are you acidic? Urine pH acidic or alkaline? Acidic. And I'm like, okay, get alkaline and then let me know. She gets alkaline and then goes into ketosis, feels amazing. That's the trick. But it's also, you know, you know, again, it's more than what we eat. It's how we live. And I think I'm working on my next book now, Laura, and I'm going to have a chapter of when, how, and who we eat with, right? Right. <laughs> so... So those are things, you know, stress is a big factor that makes us acidic too, like the, the vegetarians with breast cancer, right? Well, why should that be? What's going on? You know, and then there's other factors, of course, that are involved, toxicity, et cetera. But our urine pH is like a measure, just like the weight on our scale is a measurement. How am I doing? Am I going in the right direction or not? What's it? It's a temperature reading. So, so that's why we have to check our urinary pH and then, you know, create a urine pH and ketone strips called keto pH strips so that we can actually look to see that we actually are getting into ketosis. Believe it or not, many people doing these ketogenic plants never once get into ketosis because they're either having too much protein and or, you know, are at a high level of stress, which is also going to increase circulating glucose. So they're not getting to the benefit of using ketones for fuel. And the keto blue, that's toxins being released. That is not something to power through. Get alkaline first. Then move into ketosis, you won't get the keto flow. And this is coming from many, many, like thousands of menopausal women who have been through it now, right? And we're the toughest of the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't had, I've been, been menopause for three years now. And my body has completely changed. And like you said, the whole concept of, you know, I'm losing all this weight. And I can't tell you how many doctors have been like, well, you can't be eating right. And I show them my food log and they're like, well, you are, so you must not be writing everything down. Like immediately assuming that I'm lying. Well, hey, I was there too. Like when my patients put 5, 10, 20 pounds heavier, I'm like, really, really, Laura, really. And then it happened to me. Yeah, really, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating because I go on steroids and I lose weight and everybody's like, that's not possible. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I think it must be fixing some hormone that's not working right in my body. <laughs> but that's a, that's a conversation for, for a whole nother day. Um, uh -huh. we're, we're going ready to go into our, the national news break. And when I want to have a thought, like an exercise for those of, who are listening live to, to think about about what they're eating right now. And how far away they may be from keto green. Can you think of something that we can pose to them to ask themselves in the next uh, 40 seconds? 
Yeah, I want to just say, what makes you feel so good after you've eaten it versus what takes you down into a crash? Focus on the things that, like, when you break fast, when you, that really build you up, give you more energy and clarity versus brain fog. Just think of that. Oh, I love that. So everybody um, that's listening live on, on iHeartRadio, if you're in your car, you can even do this. I'm not worried that you're going to get into an accident thinking about this. But think about what makes you feel good when you eat it, makes you mentally clear, gets rid of the fuzzies, makes your body feel good after you eat it, or after you haven't eaten, all, like overnight or whatever, and you, you eat something, what makes you not feel good? Think about that, too. Because if we don't under, start paying attention to the foods we're eating, right, Dr. Anna, and, and how they make us feel, we'll never be able to learn what's right for us. Right, exactly. But Absolutely. so often we brainless eat, right? Right. Okay, so we're about to go into the national news break. I'm here with Dr. Anna Kabeka, and we'll be right back. Ken Heron, and I want to tell you about Art Talks, UIB's museum chatbot. Guests add your contact to their phones. When they message a photo to Art Talks, they can ask questions with voice and text on over 30 of their favorite channels, including WhatsApp, Messenger, and more. Give your art a voice. Contact UIB today at radio1 at uib.ai. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Welcome back, everyone. Excited to be here continuing my conversation with Dr. Anna Kabeka, the author of The Hormone Fix, Burn Fat Naturally, Boost Energy, Sleep Better, and Stop Hot Flashes, The Keto Green Way. If you missed the first half of the show live, go catch it on podcast anywhere podcasts are found or go to my website, itsallaboutthequestions.com, and you can subscribe and get notified as well when each new show comes up to podcast. If you've been listening live, you you heard all the amazing things. If you're our podcast that Dr. Anna was talking about, sharing how you can actually make keto work even more effectively and, and work f- if keto never worked for you before by incorporating alkalinity with the keto green way. Um, Anna, this whole concept of alkalinity, I don't think people truly understand it based on the conversations I have with people. They think, oh, just drink some um, alkaline water or whatever and you'll be fine. But really, what does that mean? And you mentioned yeah. urinary strips beforehand, but what, what does alkaline really mean and what does it mean for our bodies? Yeah, I kind of want to give the example of experiential examples. So visualize yourself in New York City, right? Visualize yourself in industrial New York City or London, for instance. Uh, a lot of smog, fog, and, and exhaust fumes, right? Um, not a lot of green. And then visualize yourself in the Amazon. Lots of green, lush plants, waterfalls in the distance, right? Acidity, a city versus alkalinity, the Amazon. All right, so that's kind of a visual of what it feels like. And, and we can have both. We really work to more in internal balance of 80% alkaline, 
20% acidic. We can use food as medicine. So these microgreens that are high in minerals and antioxidants work to have an alkalinizing effect on our on our body at the cellular level. Now, the blood pH, we're not changing the blood pH. I always get that question. Well, the blood pH doesn't change. Yes, it doesn't change. Thank God it doesn't change. If it moves up a little bit or down a little bit because it will change when we're really sick, I mean, we're really sick, right? That's what I check when you come into uh, my ER and you're like crashing. We want to look at a blood pH. We check, we put a needle in the artery, in, in your wrist, your radial artery, and draw out blood because that's as, as close to blood from the heart as, as we can get safely and quickly. And we measure that blood pH. That stays static. But what does it stay static at? At the sacrifice to minerals, muscle, bone, even in our body. And so, but our urine pH is what I measure, and I have clients measure to see what's, what's the alkaline, overall alkaline, net alkaline effect in their body, or mineral status, or nutritional status, what's their cellular health. And so, in order to get that, we need a lot of greens. We need beet greens, alkalinizers, um, and a, a lot of fruits and vegetables, the majority of them are all alkaline, but some have too many carbs. And so, in my keto green approach, we really stay very low carbohydrate, and so we're focusing on kale, chard, collards, um, and, you know, herbs like turmeric, and um, we drink green tea, and, you know, different things that help your body balance and fight inflammation and fight disease in your body, because inflammation also causes an acidic state. So if we think of alkalinity as this really natural state, a state of harmonious balance, that's what I want people to feel and experience. But now stress also affects our, our, our renal tubules, our mineral corticoid receptors, and increases hydrogen excretion, causes more of an acidic urine. So if we're using our urine pH to gauge how our body is feeling and doing and being balanced, then um, it becomes more than about what we eat. It also becomes about how we control our stressors. Okay. So what are the some of the symptoms of your body not being alkaline? Um, so inflammation, aches and pains, break, uh, brain fog. Um, oftentimes we have trouble with glucose metabolism. So like as an experiential approach, it can be, it can be, um, uh, we can also experience um, food craving, lack of willpower, right? Poor decision making. So basically um, menopause. So say, basically <laughs> the symptoms of menopause, right? And I would say 90% of people that start my program are acidic when they start out, consistently acidic. We really have to make it, it's a discipline and practice to get their bodies alkaline. And that's one of the things that helps them beat those hot flashes right away, that helps them start feeling better, that helps them make the right choices right away. Okay, so... so Excuse me. Sorry, I lost my voice there for a second. The first half of the show, we were really you you gave us some great tips on like what I could do right away to break my fast because I've been intermittent fasting. Um, I haven't eaten since eight p.m. last night, so we've gone a long time. And you said make a shake with uh, really well ground flax seeds, like a quarter of an avocado, a sliver of ginger, some nuts, microgreens, baby kale, water, protein powder, or cashew butter. But what does the rest of the day look like? I mean, it to me, when 
I think of keto or even green because I've played around with veganism and vegetarianism and, and all of that. There is so much work involved. And if you're not feeling well and you don't have that energy because say you're start, you want to start this program to feel better, how can somebody begin doing it and not feel overwhelmed by what's involved with doing it? Yeah, there's some easy ways, and I give a bunch of recipes and food guides and shopping lists in the book, so you might even just want to circle some things that you love that are in there. So, like, I would say some essentials to make it easy, avocado, some, um, you know, lunch meat or um, that's from grass-fed, you know, uh, think of what is your favorite protein, and fish is so easy to cook and so quick to cook. I mean, I'm coming off book launch, and making fast, healthy meals is essential. And uh, so, like, you know, what vegetables um, are really easy that you love and 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 prepping it, taking some time, say, I'm going to take two hours on Sunday and just prep for my week. Believe me, that's all it takes. And you can prep. Like, for example, if there's cauliflower, I, I use a food processor, um, actually a veggie bullet, and I love that when I'm doing a big prep. Like, when I'm so busy, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to prep. I'm going to prep fast, and I'll run everything through. Um, to chop my vegetables and everything quickly. But even now, you can go to the grocery store, and there's pretty um, sliced um, zucchini. So they make um, even the noodles, zucchini, I call them zoodles, zucchini noodles. They're already prepared, too, in the grocery store. So sometimes you can just get some of the prepped or prepared food, which is which is really good. And, like, an easy, very quick dinner is throwing in some uh, zucchini noodles and sautéing in some scallop or some fish or a piece of chicken right in the same pan. So I'm only using one pan. Now I'll add herbs because I love spices. I'll add some flavor aromatique, some Himalayan sea salt, um, maybe some cumin, and I'll season those in there too. And you can also put some sesame seeds in there and douse it with either you're sautéing in, in ghee or so purified butter or using butter or olive oil at the end to top it off with, to add additional healthy fat. And that's a perfect, easy, quick meal that really takes 15 minutes. That sounds doable in in most cases. I've been looking into some of these delivered, already prepared, you just heat up meals that are like from Freshly or some of those other places, but nobody, they all have way too much sodium. Yeah. And and that's a problem for me that I know of so people can go and we can go to here in Florida Publix is one of the biggest grocery stores where we have fresh market where I am we don't have a Whole Foods but I know I do buy the zoodles that you talked about the zucchini noodles already spiraled and they have butternut squash is that something that's you can eat on the keto green you can a little bit goes a long way butternut squash is a little bit higher in carb but that's almost like you know again if we're going to have carbs we want it at the end of the meal we want that to be our dinner meal which we're eating certainly by 7 p.m because anytime we eat after 7 p.m our insulin secretion increases even as much as 70 percent compared to a meal even earlier so that means we're putting that into fat storage versus um versus utilizing utilizing that um energy right away okay even so, if you don't go to sleep till one o'clock in the morning well i don't know but <laughs> according to the research it looks at that seven o'clock time frame okay. regardless of what time you go to sleep yeah i don't it's a circadian cycle okay. um, phenomenon all right so let's 
talk about intermittent fasting. I mean, you even wrote a blog about it this morning. I, I checked my email before I left for the radio station. I'm like, oh, she wrote a blog about intermittent fasting. <laughs> Very cool. Explain what it really is and why it's important. Yeah. So one thing that I emphasize, especially for women, and if we have to, uh, you know, is to intermittent fast between dinner and breakfast. So it means stop eating after dinner and begin eating when you break fast. And, and really, we need 13 to 15 hours between dinner and breakfast on average. So the research shows that, if, that in a study that looked at, it was published in 2016, looking at women who had breast cancer. And if they had at least, you know, 12.5 or 13 hours between dinner and breakfast, they had a significantly reduced risk of recurrence. Significantly reduced risk of recurrence. So every woman listening needs to adapt this because, you know, we, number one, don't want to get breast cancer to begin with either. So 13 to 15 hours, that's in my protocol. On an average base, we can increase and decrease depending on lifestyle and living, right? But, um, but on average, 13 to 15 hours between dinner and breakfast, that gets us into a fasting state. Ideally, we'll, we'll, uh, once, we exercise, you know, once we exercise that ketogenic muscle enough, we may tap into our ketones depending on how our, our day was or how many carbs we had the day or night before. But um, that, will, that really is a time to get our body into autophagy to help. But do with house cleaning, essentially. You're just giving it time for house cleaning. And, um, and that's, a really, that's a really good thing. Another thing is I have women uh, restrict their fluids between dinner and bedtime. Wake up, drink a tall glass of fluid. But so many of us have broken sleep getting up once or twice in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. And we don't need that. And also, once we eat our dinner meal, we need our digestive enzymes to digest that meal. When we drink on top of that, we dilute our digestive enzymes and we dilute the um, breakdown of that food. So we push it through partially digested, we, you know, dilute our nutrients from it, etc. I mean, there's issues with it. But also, if we fluid restrict, so I say one hot cup of tea at bedtime, we are not going to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. We're just not. We're going to sleep better and sounder. So that's another lifestyle benefit to uh, intermittent fasting and fluid restriction between dinner and bedtime, too. Adding okay. that in. That leads me to a question. I always feel like I'm in a state of dehydration no matter how much water I drink. How much water should some be drink during a day, and what's the best way to feel hydrated when you're drinking water? Because that's so critical, it sounds like, to everything that you're doing with the Keto Green Way is hydration as well. Right, right. In between meals, not with our meals. So that's one thing. Hydrate in between meals, not with our meals. Because we don't want to dilute our digestive processes. And so that's number one. Number two is to know how much hydra- how hydrated you are is to look at your urine. Is it clear? When it's clear, you're most likely well hydrated. When it's you know, very concentrated, you know, tinted, quite yellow, or cloudy in appearance, uh, you're very dehydrated. You can be dehydrated. You need more fluid. So that's something to look at. How, you know, how translucent is your urine? And because we're going to need different amounts, but to feel hydrated, because oftentimes hunger is thirst in disguise, so to feel well hydrated, also, you know, depending on the type of water we're drinking, I know um, our tap water here in Georgia, we have high amounts of chlorine in our tap water, not to mention who knows what else, but we, I don't drink the tap water. 
And but on occasion where I've been traveling and I've, I've, I've drank uh, tap water or um, you know whatever water, I definitely don't feel as hydrated. So I use alkaline water in between my meals, and for the most part, all my water is filtered, reverse osmosis filter, slightly alkaline, and I feel very hydrated with six to you know six to eight glasses of water a day for sure. And um, and so I. Typical rule of thumb is half, like half your ideal body weight in ounces of water. So, half your and, ideal body weight, not your current body weight. Well, because like, let's think of that re- realistically. If someone's three, because I had to think of that, because I've always heard half your body weight, right? I'm like, well, if someone's three hundred pounds, they're going to drink 150 ounces of water. Are you serious? I mean, why would that be good? And it's actually that's not not necessarily their blood volume is no um, not significantly more than someone at two hundred pounds, right? right. So um, so we need to look like let's just look and see from and and also someone in Arizona versus someone here in Southeast Georgia where we're so humid, there's a different requirement as well. So again, checking your urine to see what what do you specifically need. Is there a difference in how your body absorbs water if you put lemon in it or if you put cucumber or something in it? I don't know, but if you enjoy it more, you're going to drink it more. Okay. So, <laughs> I think that's a good rule of thumb. I love I love fresh lemon, fresh lime, and I love like even some you know putting in a slice of strawberry or a slice of cucumber. So refreshing. Even ginger in your water, I love it. One day I, I threw some celery stalks in water and I just kept drinking the water throughout the day and I was like, oh my God, this tastes so good. There you go. If you love it, you will do drink it more. So absolutely, I'm all good with that. Okay. That sounds really good. All right. So the hormone aspect of the Keto Green Way, I know that one of my biggest issues is my cortisol constantly is so completely whacked and you had a little bit of a conversation about this at the beginning of the show, but uh, why does, how does the keto green aspect that you're talking about really affect the key hormones in, in the body? So, so ketosis is going to help us getting into ketosis healthfully is going to help us become more insulin sensitive. Now, that's going to help a lot of our menopausal symptoms as well, the weight gain, the hot flashes, et cetera. Insulin sensitivity, we have a better overall um, hormone uh, stability. The second is the alkalinity piece is, measuring, is managing cortisol. Managing cortisol, because it's not just about what we eat. It's about the stresses. You know, how much cortisol are we secreting? What are we, what kind of state or environment are we living in or perceived to be living in, right? Because we can live in a worn, torn area and still be very uh, well um, stress managed, right? Very happy, right? So it's our perception of stress more so than the stresses themselves. Um, So that's the cortisol piece. And then I have a whole section on, in my book about oxytocin, our master hormone. I call that our master hormone. Now, I've gone through a stage of complete oxytocin deficiency, complete withdrawal and burnout and depression, you know, after the loss of my son, as you can imagine. And if I, I honestly say, you know, the eyes don't see what the mind don't know. And it's true because when I, you know, I, I would never have incorporated any of this into my teachings, into my book, into my programs um, that I give 
if I hadn't lived it myself and experienced it. I had to figure out why I was experiencing it. And this oxytocin deficiency piece was huge. And then once I saw it in myself that that's what led to my breakdown of relationships, even divorce, even burnout in my in my profession that I love, um, I could see it in so many other cases. And then once you can call it by name, you can you can treat it. You can intervene. You can you know, take some of the guilt, the burden, the shame, the the pressure off of yourself and then do the next right step. And so, that, you know, I just had someone text me last night, so I just read your Chapter 8. Thank you so much. I now understand what happened to me. And, um, and that's powerful. Oxytocin is the most powerful hormone. That's what I want to put in the driving seat of everyone's life, everyone who's listening. Oxytocin, I want oxytocin in your driver's seat that hormone of bonding, connection, love, enjoyment, pleasure. Yeah, and chapter eight is stop stress from stressing you out, everybody, which is one of my biggest issues and reading what I had read in your book really, really helped me with that as well. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me because you talk about things that nobody's really talking about. You know, I don't care what anybody says, menopause is still a dirty word. And the lead up to menopause is still a dirty word, too, because women go through so many symptoms and we're just told, oh, it's in your head or you're, you know, you can't be eating what you're eating. You you must not be exercising. You must not what? And and we know we're doing and we're not being listened to. So to read a a book, for you to put this book out, and I know you're, you know, a a triple board certified gynecologist, a menopause hormone expert, you know, you're internationally acclaimed for your work, but you're going against what a lot of other people are saying. And, but you're speaking to the reality in my book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, again, I've seen and I've practiced medicine and been in medicine for nearly 30 years, right? So, I've done it wrong, and I'm doing it right now, you know, and that's the whole thing. What I've seen happen, I mean, women, and and there's multiple levels uh, to blame in the way we take care of women in this transition period. Number one, there's a very few studies, and the big studies just didn't do well in women, right? Women's Health Initiative, Hearst Trial, I mean, they kind of, like, fell flat on their face, but there's still some good stuff that we gleaned from them. So, like, in general, big pharma's not going to put millions and millions of dollars to study women because what the heck, you know? What, what are they going to get out of it? You know, it, it took Wyatt there nearly, you know, years to recover from the HERS trial and Women's Health Initiative trial, right? So, um, so we have to think of that. But so ultimately, what I want to do, what I was, what I wanted to do since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a physician from age six. I wanted to be a healer, a doctor, a physician, right? To me, that meant helping people get better, right? Not masking the symptoms. We have to stop masking the symptoms. We are doing more harm than good. My mom passed away at age 67 on 11 medications. Not two of them were studied together. Now we know that we are giving medications, anti-anxiety medications, benzos, Xanax, Valium, Ativan, right? All these benzos. And then anticholinergics, so to help you from stop from getting up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, we give you anticholinergics. What do we know about all those three? Increasing our risk of dementia, 
and Alzheimer's. What are those three things symptoms of? Now we know, impaired glucose utilization of the brain. How do we overcome that? Get into a state of ketosis, get keto green because we need the minerals on board to balance our hormones and, and control cortisol. I mean, that's key. And what happens? Wow. Wow, life is beautiful again. There's multiple colors. We've gone from the caterpillar to the butterfly. You know, I had a patient come in and just brings to mind right now on this beautiful, sunny day. She came in and, and she says, Dr. Anna, I definitely want to come out of the cocoon as a, a beautiful butterfly, not a moth. Help me out here. <laughs> I, I actually mentioned to a friend of mine after you and I had had a conversation shortly after your book came out, he gets a lot of seizures. And you had mentioned to me randomly that keto green and keto diet in general can really help people who have seizures because it helps yeah. reset certain patterns in the brain. And I yeah, thought that yeah, was absolutely yeah. fat fascinating. And he's reading your book now. And um, they're in the process of moving to a new house, and he's got to talk to his wife about trying to figure out how they can um, bring that into into their daily diet and everything. And he's just so excited about it. I mean, we know we talk about food healing, but it's really, really important. And we're getting close to the end of the show, so I want to make sure people know how to get your book, how to reach out to you. I know you have lots of resources, including some master classes and some free freebies for people. Yes, yeah. So I would definitely invite people to please, you know, get my book and read it and then let me know how you like it. So it's The Hormone Fix. It's available everywhere books are sold. So all Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Amazon, you name it. And, um, and join me on my website. But definitely... Um, come to my master class dranna.com forward slash breeze there's 10 days of, of mini videos 5 to 10 minute videos yes it was a challenge to keep me that short on a daily basis <laughs> but um, just the pearls and principles that we all just need to help us those aha moments right those, those things that have taken me you know decades to learn and implement that really work um, so put those out there as well to just experientially go through with an accountability group. I have my Keto Green community. So having creating community, doing it together. So I would encourage um, all of you that are listening to get some friends and do this together. Kind of make it your Bible study. Make it your uh, book, uh, what's it called, book club. Make it, you know, uh, incorporated into your lifestyle and see what a difference it makes. I guarantee you, you'll feel better. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, as always. Love talking with you, Laura. Thank same, you. Same here. So everybody, go to the website, dranna.com, D-R-A-N-N-A.com, and get some free resources. Go to Slash Breeze. There's her master class. Her book, The Hormone Fix, uh, is everywhere. Books are sold, USA Today bestseller and number one Amazon bestseller. I, I love the work. I think it's really amazing, and it really is all about the questions, and she poses us some great ones. So remember, everybody, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone. See you next week. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.